Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Honeycomb Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Regina and Indy Jones. Lacey. Yes, you can call me Miss Jones. I prefer Miss Jones. Today, I want to talk about Oprah Winfrey and the impact she had on my life, still has on my life. I First, let me introduce myself and my podcast. The Honeycomb Podcast has been in existence for about um, five years, and it started out as a newsletter slash magazine. Now it's uh, a podcast, and soon to be on radio, and soon maybe, hopefully, a talk show. That is my dream to have my own talk show, like. Oprah Winfrey, who is one of my mentors. And, I, and like I said, today I want to talk about Oprah. And you know, I don't care what nobody says about Oprah, I admire her the utmost. She is a very, 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 very intelligent woman. Evidently, it shows she's very intelligent. And that's my girl. I love Oprah. She like a sister to me, even though I don't know her, but she's my girl. I love Oprah. And I have a family member that reminds me of Oprah, but Oprah is the bomb. I love her. And I look up to her like a big sister. The reason why I say that I look up to Oprah as a big sister is because um, in 1980, when I was only, let's see, I was 19, at 19 years of age, I had a baby, and he was only one at the time, and yeah, he was one, because he was, this was 1980, and he was born in 79, I'm telling my age too, but no big deal, so, um, forgive me for saying, um, I'm not supposed to say that, well, like I said, I want to talk about Miss Oprah Winfrey and the, the impact she has on my life. I was 19 years of age when I met Oprah. I was a member of a modeling group by the name of La Chique Fashion Models. And the director, the owner, the CEO of La Chique Fashion Models, Mr. Theodore Gardner, who was in the army at the time. I wish I could find this man to see if he has a copy of the picture that we took with Oprah Winfrey. And out of all the models in the group, guess who Oprah Winfrey stands behind? Me. So you know, I gotta keep that in the forefront of my brain because it keeps me going. Um, I suffered from depression for a long, long, long time after my mom died. I fell into depression, and sometimes I just I shut down and I just like there's nobody in my circle. I don't mean to like you know ignore people or whatever, but depression. But after my mom died, my brother took me to the hospital because I shut down, I wouldn't stop crying, I wouldn't talk. When people was talking to me, I would just, like I didn't hear them. 
So my brother took me to the hospital and I was there for a couple of days. They kept me in intensive care unit. They kept an eye on me. And while I was there, the nurse came in my room. This I do remember. She came in my room and she said, you're gonna have to remove all of your jewelry. I was like, why? But I, like I said, I was in a deep state of depression. I, I did what she said. And she knew what she was doing. My sister gave me a beautiful ring. It was onyx with a rose wrapped around it. And my sister bought me that ring. And I took it off and gave it to the nurse. She said she was gonna put it in safe place. But that nurse knew exactly what she was doing. And I wish I could find out who she was. I really wish I could find out who she was. But she stole my jewelry. She stole my ring, especially the ring my sister gave me. But to go on back to what I was saying, I met Oprah Winfrey, July 10th, 1980, in Baltimore, Maryland, at WJZ TV. People were talking studio. I was a part of the studio audience. I never forget. They had a representative from. Estee Lauder on the show. That's how I remember. So, and I remember after the show, Oprah gave us a tour of the studio, and I was right there, right next to her the whole time she was walking. And I, I pushed, I remember pushing myself onto the front. And I remember her gravitating to me. She, she took me to her office, she showed me a picture. That was hanging on her wall behind her chair behind her desk i saw her office it was so big so huge so beautiful and i have my own office too but i don't have his piggy hanging on my wall yet but i do have oprah right there on my wall in my office right now a picture along with oprah and alicia keys Okay, um, no phone call please, don't call in while I'm on air, thank you. But back to what I was saying, Oprah Winfrey gave us a tour of the studio and I remember when she got up to give us the tour, I was way in the back and I remember gravitating, pushing my way to the front so that I could be near Oprah Winfrey to hear everything she was saying. So I felt like it was just me and her that's why, you know, I got up there to be close to her so that I can hear her and be in her presence. And so that she wouldn't forget me. That's the main reason why I pushed myself to the front. So going on our tour, Oprah Winfrey showed us her office. and But everybody couldn't fit in the office. But I do remember going in the office because I was up there with Oprah. And Oprah pointed to a picture that was on her wall. And that picture was of Miss Piggy. And Oprah says, you're probably wondering why I have Miss Piggy hanging on my wall, huh? I was like, yeah, so why you got Miss Piggy hanging on your wall? She said, because Miss Piggy has a spunky attitude, and I like that. I was like, wow. And I remember one day I'm going to hang a picture of Miss Piggy on my wall, but I never did because... After Oprah Winfrey had departed Baltimore, I was, you know, just going to go under her wing, just getting under her wing. And she got a transfer. She 
to Chicago and I felt like she left me and I had a nervous breakdown. I really did. I was sad, I was depressed. It was just crazy, you know what I mean? And I got depressed, so I started self-medicating. Yep, I got hooked on drugs, I got addicted to drugs. But now, I'm not addicted to drugs. I can focus and I know what I want out of life. I knew what I wanted out of life before, but I didn't want it as bad as I do today because life is passing us all by every single day. It's very important that we live our dreams. It is important, I can't emphasize enough, that it is so important that we strive, we follow, we hunger, we chase our dreams. It's so important. You see what Oprah Winfrey did, she chased after her dreams. And that's what I wanna do, and I'm going to do it. With all the distractions of friends, family, whoever it may be, whatever they say about you, whatever they think about you, don't let that stop you. Don't let that bother you. The only thing that you can do is explain yourself, your side of the story, and forgive and move on. They don't want to accept you. Hey, move on. Let them go. It is better for you. Believe me, because that's why I am accomplishing the things that I am accomplishing today because I'm not looking back worrying about who loves me, who likes me, who said this, who said that and what people think about me it's like the street to the bottom of my shoes I don't care anymore but what matters to me is that my children and my grandchildren are taken care of and that they are in my lives sometimes I have to do things to stay strong I might have to, I might have to block a, a family member off the Facebook just so I can stay focused so that I won't distract them and they won't distract me. But in my heart, I love them. And I will always be there for my children, no matter what. Okay, we can call on the phone, but I just can't do the Facebooks with my family members. For some reason, I just can't. But that's another story. But I love my family, and that's all that matters. So back to Oprah Winfrey. After the tour of the studio, we went outside to take a group photo. And out of all the models in the group, guess who Oprah Winfrey decides to stand behind me? I was, oh my gosh, it was the biggest smile I ever had. And it was during the time of the children of Atlanta when they came up missing, I remember I had on a, a green ribbon on my dress. And the dress that I wore was black and white, my favorite colors. And, excuse me, how did I get to, to Channel 13? I remember the director of the modeling group, he says, if you want to be a part of the studio audience, you have to get yourself to Baltimore to Channel 13 studio if you want to meet Oprah Winfrey and appear in the audience. So I tried my best to get there. I called everybody I could. People who said that they were going to take me never showed up. I was calling everybody. And then I called, all of a sudden I tried one more person. So I called my friend who lived in Baltimore County. He, he owned a motorcycle. I wasn't too crazy about motorcycles because my dad got hurt on a motorcycle. And 
my brother bought me a motorcycle and I wrecked it the same day. So I wasn't too crazy about motorcycles. But I knew a friend who had a motorcycle. I said, oh my God, this is my last, this is my, my last resort. So I called him, I gave him a phone call. And I said, can you please, please, please take, come and get me and take me to Baltimore to meet Oprah Winfrey at Channel 13. He said, are you serious? I said, yeah. I said, you can come and meet her too. He said, you really want me to come and get you? He said, I thought you didn't like motorcycles. I said, the fear is gone, I'm ready. He said, I'll come and get you and take you there. I said, thank you. So he came and got me from my apartment and I went all the way to Baltimore on the back of a motorcycle. And I remember I put on a pair of white pants and I had on a beautiful black and white dress, put those pants on, a pair of tennis shoes, and I got on, put the helmet like on the back of my friend's bike off the Baltimore we went. Channel 13, and that is how I met Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> but after the after the tour, we went outside and stood on the steps of WJZ TV. People are talking. Show in Baltimore, Maryland, July the 10th, 1980. And like I said, out of all the models, Oprah Winfrey stood behind me. Like, pick her, pick her. And she had the biggest Kool-Aid smile, and so did I. I am hoping and praying that I can come across and find, locate that picture. Because I am in that picture with Oprah Winfrey. She's standing behind me like, her, her, pick her. And then, about a week later, after the show, my sister, who was my manager, got a phone call. There was an agent from New York, one from Maryland, one from Baltimore, one from New York, and calling me to offer me a modeling contract worth $150,000 to model. And my sister comes to me, she says, we got a phone call, I was like, what did they say? She said, they wanted you to sign a contract for $150,000. I was so happy, I was like, yes! And she's like, no, I turned it down. I was like, what? You turned it down. She's like, yeah. She said, you're worth more, you're worth more than that. Homegirl, we didn't have a, nothing at the time. And you turned down a $150,000 contract. We all could have been straight. We all could have been eaten, like they say. But you know what, God is good. My time has come back. And that's what I'm getting ready to do. Sign another modeling contract on my own. I don't have a manager. Don't need one. God is my manager. Hallelujah. And get ready to sign this contract for this music that I'm doing. But all praises to God for all his blessings that he has bestowed upon my life. This is just one of the miraculous stories of my life meeting Oprah Winfrey. Next episode, I will talk about the Queen Latifah experience, how she came to our house and played basketball with my nephews. But that is going to be in the next episode of the Honeycomb Podcast. 
So with that being said, we're going to get back into some music. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you. The song that you're getting ready to hear is one of my favorites. This is Dietrich Haddock with Lord Have Your Way. Again, this is the Honeycomb Podcast. Thank you. Have your way. Have your way in me, yeah. Can I be transparent for a minute? Some of those rumors that you heard, I probably did. I'm not a perfect man, I need it. But it's covered by the blood I've been forgiven. When I think the things I've done, I shake my head. Yeah. 
that was Dietrich Haddock with Lord Have Your Way. Yes, Lord, have your way in our lives, Father God. Have your way in our lives from this day forward, Father God. If there is anything that we need to repent, to turn away from, we are going to do it now today. Lord, have your way in our lives. Whatever it may be, God, you have your way. Have your way in our life, God. Take away everything, all things that displease you, God. Lord, have your way in our lives, God, that we may be what you have called us to be. Have your way in our lives, God, that we may keep our hands to the plow, God. Have your way in our lives that we may look to the hills from which cometh our help. Have your way in our lives, God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Hallelujah. Have your way in our lives, God, that we can go on and finish the race. Have your way, God, that greater will be in us than he that is in the world. Have your way. Amen. Amen, 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 and amen. Let God have his way in your life today. He will give you joy. He will give you peace. He will give you love. He will give you strength. He will have his way in your life. Open up the door. Open up your heart and let him in. Today is a new day. What you did yesterday is dead and gone. Today is a new day. A day to live your life and let God have his way. Thank you. Well, I want to read something from the Oprah book. I was blessed and given a book called Live Your Best Life. Yes. By Oprah Winfrey. And I found this book. It was a free gift. Hallelujah. And I never took time to really read the book, but certain parts of the book I would read. Like I said, when Oprah Winfrey left Baltimore, I kind of like, I did, I had a nervous breakdown. Because I was just getting to know and to meet and to be under and to, you know, Oprah was going to take me under her wing, but I just didn't stick and stay. You know, I went the other way. But when she left Baltimore, I got depressed. I stopped writing. I stopped singing. I stopped modeling. I started eating and eating and eating. I got fat, fat, fat. You know? But I lost a lot of weight. And I'll share more of my, my modeling experience. But Oprah Winfrey, I love Oprah. And my dream is to meet her again and to show her what I've been doing, show her some of my poetry, let her hear some of my music. And that's what I want to do. I want to meet Oprah Winfrey again. I really do. Um, my heart is getting weak. I'm having heart murmurs, heart trouble, heart problems. I take my medicine every day. 
that feeling that I get in my heart is like God is saying, live your dreams. Live your dreams. You did damage to your heart. Now it's time for you to love yourself, love your heart. Love your heart because your heart loves you. Without your heart, you can't live. So you gotta live, you gotta love your heart. So here I'm going to read something that Oprah wrote and I'm going to share it with the world because it, it touched me in such a way that I'm going to share it. I'm not going to keep it to myself. I'm not going to be greedy. I'm not going to be selfish. So this is something that Oprah wrote and it's entitled, Here We Go. You have in your hands the first annual value of Live Your Best Life. With more than a thousand articles called from the pages of O, the Oprah magazine. Our ideal was to do the rip and save for you and pull it all together in a book. You can turn to it whenever you want inspiration, advice, or a shoot of comic relief. See Extreme Breakups, page 152. And how not to turn into your mother. I wouldn't mind. And then Oprah goes on to say, I wanted to put something in this goodie bag for everyone. Our Your Personal Best section has you covered if you're working toward a peace treaty with your bathroom scale or magnifying mirror, as well as a wealth of info on health, confidence, money, in the pursuit of happiness. Relationships take you from meeting your match, personal ad, the do's and the don'ts, the absolute must. Page 124. To living with his annoying habits, every little thing he does is stupid. To finding your mutual bliss. We also got sanity saving strategies for dealing with family and friends. Our third section, Living in the world includes conversations with three of my favorite people. These are three of Oprah's favorite people. Hopefully I'll be number four. Living in the world, here we go. Her first is Senator President Barack Obama. The speech he delivered at 2004's Democratic Convention made the hair on the back of my neck stand up, Oprah said and rock star activist Bono, the fighting to save an entire continent from AIDS, and the singer, songwriter, Alicia Keys. Her future is so bright, it burns my eyes, Oprah says, and there is no shortage of everyday heroes who encourage and inspiring ideals from getting cancer patients to laugh to helping girls lift themselves out of poverty. Redefine what is possible for one woman to do. We aim to delight. That's why we made these pages so lush and colorful and so much fun to thumb through. We wish for you is the same as my wish for myself. To keep growing, learning, and getting better. I hope this book helps you move even closer to your best self. Oprah. Wow. 
I just read a letter from Oprah to the entire world. And it touched me because the last part she says, we aim to delight. And then she says, my wish for you is the same as my wish for myself. To keep growing, she wants us to grow. Learning, she wants us to learn. And getting better. Oprah desire for us to get better. Oprah's desire for me is to get better. And I'm getting better. As long as I remember the words of Oprah Winfrey, I have no choice but to get better every single day. So that's what I'm going to do. For every day of my life, I'm going to read something encouraging. Something from Oprah Winfrey and something from Nikki Giovanni. Those two women, in the words of the late Maya Angelou, are my go-getters. Those three women, and my mother, of course, those four women, is what's going to get me to rise. Also, Dr. Ava Muhammad of the Nation of Islam and Mother Khadijah Farrakhan, women of Islam, and also Mother Wynetta Muhammad. Those women right there. Thank you. And my godmother, Dolores Slade Weaver. Thank you, everybody. Coming up next, you have a poem by yours truly. Thank you. But first, another song.
bad if I had your eyes. I could love better, have more compassion, and I would understand what I'm going through while I'm gone. I'd be more patient, but God help me to see things the way you, the way you see things. Did I already say, help me to be patient? Say that again. <laughs> wow. Give us your eyes, God.
grace is your gift.
Well, we have a few more minutes left. We got about ten more minutes left for the broadcast. Each broadcast will be an hour long. Some of the other broadcasts are long because they consist of my music. But this podcast, this episode, will be 60 minutes in length. So we have a remaining of 10 minutes. If you have any questions, you can please call at 518-818-9629. Again, if you have any questions, suggestions, song requests, you can call in at 518-818-9629. Again, this is the Honeycomb Podcast, and I am your host, Regina Indy Jones. Lacey. Well, I said that I have some poetry for you, and the poetry that I'm going to be reading, I wrote this piece long time ago, and it does appear in a book that got published. The title of this poem is called Broken Wings Mended. My arms are my wings. My wings are my arms. They give me the energy to endure daily. My wings, they were once broken, twice broken, many a times broken. My wings, they are my strength. They give me power to excel. My wings are my dignity, even my smile, my laughter. My wings are my courage. My wings are my joy, my love my peace, my wisdom. When my wings were broken, I was broken. I couldn't get off the ground, let alone walk a mile. When my wings were broken, I was lost. I couldn't reach out to my loved ones. I couldn't speak or share what was on my mind. I was lost. What did I have to do to pay the cost? I had to get on my knees and surrender my all to the one who gave me the wings to excel, shine, surpass, outlast, and to do extremely well. Thank you, Lord, for mending my broken wings. Now my broken wings are mended. I wrote that poem many years ago, and it does appear in a published anthology that is available from me. If you would like to order a copy of my book, again, you can give me a call at 518-818-9629, or you can hit me up on my email at GodGivesMeVisions8125 at gmail. Again, God gives me visions 8125 at gmail. Another song coming up for you. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. One of my favorites. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I've been doing some thinking lately. And I know and believe that God still works miracles. I'm so very, very grateful 
for what some call the simple things. I just want to take a moment here. This is my prayer. Listen. I acknowledge that you're in control. There's nothing too hard for you to handle. I believe you can do anything. Your words is scriptures, try reading 1 Samuel 2.26. He talks about growth. And then you have um, seed time to harvest. You can read Mark 4.26 through 29. And last but not least, diligent quest for spiritual growth. Try reading 1 Timothy 4.13 and watch and see how God blesses you. Watch and see how God builds you up in strength. Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast. Bless everybody who has tuned into the podcast. Father God, help us to stay diligent and to be still and know that you are God. You are God. You are God alone. And we must remember that no weapon formed against us prosper. And also, if you would been Find some more honesty in your life. Try reading Psalms 199, 29 through 30. Honesty. It says, keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. And also... Luke 8, 17 says, Everything that is hidden will become clear, and every secret that will be made known. So don't think that you are hiding anything from God, because God knows everything, He sees everything, hears everything, because He is omnipresent. Last but not least, we're going to talk about honor. John 12, 26 says, My Father will honor the one who serves me. And 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, He will lift you up in honor. 
Honor. If you want to go back and replay this podcast, feel free, be blessed, and know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And remember, God will finish what he started in your life. Just stay diligent, persevere, march on, don't look back. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Tell yourself every day, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Of the world, Yakub, the devil, is of the world. And you are not of the world. This is yours truly signing off. Until next time, everybody, be blessed. Thank you. 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 Thank you.